0: Welcome to The Ape Talks. As always, this is your host, Mr. Ape. And I hope you enjoy the 26th installment of me talking to someone else. And Ahmed, you're telling me that, you know, you really enjoy my podcast. Yeah, I do. I would like to feed my ego a little bit more. (laughs)
1: Okay, as much as I don't want to do that, but okay, I'll feed (laughs) a bit. Uh, Yeah, man, I, I don't usually listen to podcasts. I'm new into this field. But listening to yours, you're like easy on the ears.
0: Anything else? (laughs) Yeah, I'm hungry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, anything else? Yeah, well, uh, you're young, okay? But the perspective you have, very few, from my experience I can tell, very few have this mature perspective about things, about what we should talk about, what really matters.
0: What do you think really matters?
1: The deep things when you go into anything, let's, uh, for example, let's start talking about choose and go deep and deep and deep into the topic. No matter what the topic is, when you go deep, you'll get some results, some beneficial results that you can apply into your life. So the, the topics that you talk about, that your guests talk about are really interesting. And that would make your show, in my opinion, A good show to listen to
0: going back to the where you told me how my dog how how me and you both came to the realization that my dog can be better than me because it doesn't have these deep philosophical it doesn't overthink it's nice and relaxed so why all of a sudden i'm perceived to be mature because i talk about these existential things that hurt our head for no reason when if i would talk about silly things that were just silly and relaxing maybe not as mature but uh, oh, I sound more mature because I'm going into these deep topics and going deeper and deeper into them. You know, how do, how do we come to the difference here?
1: Okay, because when you talk about something and you go deep and deep, you end up by closing the loop. But when you talk about some super, super superficial superficial stuff, you're just scratching the surface and you won't end up closing the loop. And by closing the loop, you are actually going back To the state before overthinking.
0: Just to prove to you that it is possible to be on the surface but also close the loop. You know how you can draw a little circle on the glass when it's nice and foggy, you can still make a circle, right? True. We started off with talking about me and how my ego is so big. And we're going to come back to that in the end. We're going to find a way to link that. And you'll see, you don't need to go that deep. Really, you don't. You can stay somewhat in scuba diving. I like to make analogies in scuba diving a lot. My friend's fucking uh, so sick of it. But you don't even need to go that deep in a dive to really enjoy the ocean, to really enjoy the coral, the life, all these little things that you see move. On just a few, three, four, five meters, you're seeing beautiful creatures, you know, moving. And you, you see turtles at like depths of six meters. You see big ass turtles. You know, you don't need to go deep. I think that's a big misconception when it comes to uh, uh, being perceived as mature or interesting or whatever. That you, oh, he goes deep. He's very philosophical, you know. But I think it, it, what you said in that in the first episode we ever did that it's all meaningless to think about this shit. We need to listen to our lizard brain and turn that shit off, right? True. I think it's our egos that get in the way and make us want to be perceived, because we did touch on authenticity here and there, but. The most authentic thing is listening to the lizard brain, but as well, doing things on purpose to make yourself be perceived in certain ways that you want to, because it's the most beneficial to you at that moment.
1: Well, I see the difference between thinking and talking, like when in the act of talking and uh, having a conversation, it's another thing, because to make it interesting, to make it go on to make it like enjoyable enjoyable it has to be deep. So that what makes it enjoyable. Taking aside podcast like in life in real life and acting and reacting, it's another thing. In that domain, sure, just give in to the lizard brain and don't in my opinion, don't even think about it. Just go with your gut. We're talking about two different things. It's a thing, and that's another thing.
0: I think what makes a podcast really interesting is that you can capture a conversation that two people are having that may be spontaneous or may be scripted. But either way, if you pull it off in a right way, it, it feels really enjoyable to hear. You know, The reason I like podcasts is because I spend a lot of time sitting alone by myself. You know, In certain countries, I would just sit in a box playing video games, and on one tap, I would listen to a podcast and mute all the players in the video game mm-hmm. if it was a competitive game. And I would just feel like I was sitting with my friends I didn't know who the fuck these people are in real life, but all of a sudden I feel it, you know? And that's what's so cool, because we, we are all so different in some ways, in the way we think. Some of us are dyslexic, some of us are this, some of us are that. So we all have really interesting ways of looking at things, right? Like, in a way, we don't need to go deep. It's just enough to hear the the surface of everyone is already just inter- interesting enough, right? I don't necessarily need to dissect that fish because it's so bizarre, and I've never seen any creature like it in no biology book, and it's right here in, this, in the ocean, just a few hundred meters from where people are walking on the side. And it, it, we don't need to dissect it necessarily to, to, to appreciate that beauty. We can simply just look at it from a distance. And... Uh, And see it, and it's deep enough in that way. Uh,
1: Dissecting the fish is the podcast. So it's fun because you go deep into it.
0: So it can be fun to dissect things at the same time, right? Let's say for some people it's fun to dissect them. That's how they have fun. It's not enough to... Scratching the surface is not fun. It's dissection, right? We have people who like to analyze everything and overthink. You know, we've all been guilty of overthinking in different circumstances. I'm sure maybe under certain substances or under certain situations or environments or, or certain characters around you, certain pressures that are coming onto you. You just feel this anxiety that we, we felt, we've all felt at least once or twice when we've made a very big embarrassing mistake, oh my God, in front of everyone. Oh my God, and it's at school and everyone sees us and we know everyone's going to talk about it tomorrow and now, oh my God, how are we going to go home and talk to our parents and all this shit, right? I'll never forget one of the worst things I ever did to anyone. I, I've done worse, but um, I was sitting in class, it was like 5th or 6th grade, and there was this guy who talked like a robot, his name was Andrus, or something like that, and he, he was a kind of an asshole, so, you know, it wasn't because he was a good guy, he was, he was just smart, but he wasn't very humble about it, he wasn't very, you know, stereotypical shit that makes you like someone. So I decided to put a little prank on him. And it was in class and he was walking up and it was standing in the middle of the classroom and I just walked and so poorly pretended to slip and pull his pants down. And accidentally I took his underwear down with, with his pants and it was in the middle of the classroom and everyone was looking and there was like a moment of silence. And I could just only imagine the anxiety that poor boy felt, you know, his, his whole fucking reality paused for a second. And he must have, you know, this This was, oh, this is game over. This is character assassination to the max in middle school or whatever the fuck it is, you know? And I could not believe how I did not get in trouble. The teacher at the time was this really chill, pregnant chick with red hair. who was really, like, fun-loving, hippie-style kind of girl. She, she started laughing, too. The students were all laughing, and I was like, I was just giggling and trying to say i slipped i swear i slipped and it was just hecticness and then and like in the cafeteria break i thought i was going to be sent to the principal no the teacher comes up to me giggling and tells me ramsey please don't do that again but that was very funny and i I couldn't believe that i got away with this shit. (laughs) and i was in the i was in the car on the way back from school sitting with my mom while she was driving me and my friend and i was telling and my friend was telling my mom And she was laughing and he couldn't believe that even my mom was laughing and sometimes things are so ridiculous in this fucking dimension. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this tangent I just took. I don't know why I went here. I don't know what brought me to this story to share it to you. I just felt like doing it. You know, and that's what makes certain uh, surface level shit so fascinating. You know, it all goes back to the ego. I really do believe it because ego, as much as we like to eliminate it, as much as I've talked about eliminating the ego because, you know, it, you are more cooler, you are more funner, you are more chiller to be around when you are more humble, when you don't see yourself as, oh, you don't, so what, what makes my podcast so brilliant? Tell me, you know what I mean? So that, that, that shit, we can't be authentic if we also want to be good people. We have to consciously fucking cut and trim that, right? Just like how I cut and trim certain parts of these episodes. You have to, I have to, we all do things by force to be better.
1: Well, for your listeners listening to this episode and you're talking about how you're not authentic because you cut and, I don't know, you edit these podcasts. But by saying that, you're actually acting authentically. So the act of cutting and editing ain't inauthentic anymore.
0: And I justify it in my own way, right? Like in school when you write an essay... You know, you're told to write a first draft, a second draft, and then a final version, right? It's the same, I look at it the same way. And we all do to our own arts, right? You know, we're all going to be like that. I don't think me just admitting that, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I killed people. Oh, well, you're a good person because he talked about it and he told us he killed people. Not good, but authentic. Even then, you can't be authentic. That's my point. Even me saying, oh, you know, that could be another character I'm playing. Oh, because I know it, it, look, it may make me look more authentic to tell people that I edit these episodes. But even admitting that still doesn't make me authentic. Why not? You know, when we were talking about Cowspiracy, I, I told you I have such an extreme view because I, I, certain words to me have a lot of weight someone who really gives a fuck about the environment, an environmentalist, really has a lot of weight. I mean, if you're truly an environmentalist, you don't have a mobile phone that, that uses minerals that come from slavery camps in Congo, in the Dominican Republic of Congo. You don't have a laptop, because, again, yeah. same issue with the mineral, minerals. You don't buy 99% of the products. You consume any electricity. You don't buy any meat or whatever. You live in the middle of the forest and eat berries, basically. True. Like an, like, you know what I mean? And that's impossible. It's almost impossible to, to fully be on that level you know no one is a is a true 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 environmentalist and the same thing with authenticity nobody is a true truly authentic person because you can't it's it's impossible and that's okay we don't have to be and i've changed my views on this recently you know but i i really think that that is the clearest way i i know i may have not explained it in the clearest way necessarily but uh <laughs> i don't know man well, I, I don't
1: get why why is it impossible to be authentic I know, it's just easy just
0: do uh, act how you feel and say the truth if it was only that simple why isn't because there are so many other factors and vari- variables to consider that are at play consciously or subconsciously. subconsciously
1: is out of the question because when we're talking about authenticity about being true it's our it's our conscious mind that we are uh, putting under the light not our subconscious because we can't. We just can't. It's That's impossible. But talking about our conscious mind, about our choices and how we act, it's possible to be authentic.
0: I think before we even consider what it can be considered and what can't be considered, subconscious or conscious, we have to define what is authenticity to each of us. What is authenticity to you, Ahmed?
1: Mm, acting... Way I, f- I feel without tainting it with my uh, rules or my um, theories of how should I or the society's way of directing us how we should
0: act or not act. Yeah, the first word you used was acting, you know, yeah. what I mean? and the second thing you said is without having to be affected, right. Which means you are affected. The whole concept of acting, that you're not being affected, is unauthentic.
1: Okay, let's use reacting, not acting. Okay. Reacting spontaneously. Yeah. Makes more sense, no?
0: Yeah, it makes more sense. But don't you think that can be to your detriment to some degree? Because...
1: It's dangerous. Yeah. It pushes a lot of people away. It keeps... It highlights the authentic relationships.
0: I feel like you you may tell yourself this. I may tell myself this too, that I react without overthinking according to what what is happening around me. I react. And, you know, I'm not gonna try and react in a, in a certain way to, to get a certain objective. I'm just gonna react without overthinking. As much as I may also tell myself this just like you are, I feel like no one can truly do that. To a certain degree you can't because there are always things to consider. And even subconsciously, you might have this conversation, or even consciously, but in such a quiet voice inside you, that you're not, you can't, you're not hearing it at that moment, right? When I, when I could be sitting, let's say, at a restaurant, and Ahmed could be sitting right next to me, and I could just subconsciously, instead of enjoying the conversation he's having, I could be judging it, or I could be considering it. I could be thinking, wow, what a great person to have on my show. You know what I mean? I would I might not really be listening. Wow, what an interesting person. That's a nice way of thinking. No. You're always thinking in this in these ways for certain objectives, for certain variables. It's impossible to cut that part out. And if you tell yourself you're cutting that part out, that part out is still happening subconsciously.
1: The thinking part. Yeah. Mm. The way I explained it is reacting and saying I didn't even mention thinking. You can think between you and yourself. You can think any way you want. That doesn't make you... Unauthentic? Unauthentic. But I use the word reacting and and speaking the truth because these two are active traits. How we interpret our thoughts into actions, that's where we can say if it's authentic or unauthentic.
0: What makes an authentic interpretation?
1: Reacting spontaneously and telling the truth, speaking the truth. You can think any way you can. That doesn't apply being authentic or not on thinking. Just on when you do something active.
0: It's so funny because when we're talking to ourselves, we are very authentic. Unless, you know, sometimes we may have some personal bias, some delusions, some overly inflated egos, depending on where we are and stuff. What's really interesting is when we're sitting in school being brought up, first thing we learn is lying is bad. Don't lie, right? But before that, we learned that lying was good because we would lie and we wouldn't get in trouble. And then again, we we grow up, we learn that lying is good because... You you make this big mistake in the corporate office. You allow you get away with it. Then we get very old. You said you th- say lying is bad. You know I regret mm-hmm. lying, and it's a silly cycle, right? When when the whole time we're we're, we're always being conflicted whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Because we all know, let's say I want to be part of a, a group of friends. I want to join that. If I'm perceived as a liar once, I completely ruin the chances of creating any true connection with anyone in that group now.
1: And your credibility.
0: And my credibility as well, because everyone perceives me as someone that that you can't trust. And we don't want to be perceived as a liar. So sometimes we'll lie just so in case we might be perceived as a liar Mm. for something. You know what I mean? Yes. So there's so much small shit like that, Ahmed, that is always going to be fucking with you at every moment. Right? I'll never forget. I I once saw a monk taking a shit and I opened the door of a stall, bathroom stall, and it was a monk and he just looked at me like this, like, what the fuck are you doing here? You know, like, even monks who meditate all day um, have this fucking, you know, they're still fucking human beings. No, exactly. No matter, no matter how much meditation, no matter how much authenticity you think you have, we are all authentically unauthentic, if that makes any sense. We are all normal like it's that. It's
1: perfectly sad. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Thank you for inflating my ego once again.
1: Yeah, okay, I should stop.
0: You know what's really fascinating is when you're talking to someone, something that's way better uh, than saying uh, "yeah" or "okay" is saying "you're right." Because when you tell someone they're right, I do that a lot in some episodes. Um, what you do is you you, you make them feel such a powerful feeling because most people don't use the word right they just say okay and they move on to the next topic or whatever if let's say you're having a fucking toxic discussion uh, argument with someone else who's nasty right they're not gonna say you're right they're gonna say okay but what about this ahmed what about this what about that but when you say yeah you're right you're very right actually and you sit for two three seconds and just wow yeah that's so true you validate them in such a way where if you want to fucking destroy them they're open now, and it's, it's so fucked up. I'm always thinking about yeah all these
1: because y- you gave them something that they can lose, and that's how you you get the sense <laughs> that now you can destroy them. <laughs> what you what get, did you
0: give them? Yeah. What did you give them that they can lose? Being
1: right, yeah, and the superiority. Let's say that of being right. Of yeah, I get your point. You're right. You, yeah, I'll follow you with this idea that's it,
0: uh, you know? Not just that, but connection. You also gave them connection and your respect. They don't want to lose... They want, they want you to say that again, right? So they're going to re- re-edit what they were about to say just to make you like it a little bit more. And it's going to make them a bit more malleable in the conversation towards the direction you want to fucking take them. That's what's so fucking scary, you know? I'm always thinking about this shit when I'm sitting with people. I can't sit down and really enjoy Ahmed, really enjoy his conversation. I'm always thinking about all this diabolical shit in my brain about how I want to take... The- you know what? It'll be more interesting to take him this way. You know what? He mentioned that earlier. Business-wise. Then. It's funny. (laughs) Whatever, you know, like an economist who teaches economics, you know, one day, let's say, she has to teach economics to a different... Uh, group of audience. Let's say she was teaching it to uh, master's level students. Now she has to teach it to the kindergarten. It may be more authentic for her to teach it in a way where she would do it the way she would do it for the master students, the graduates, or whatever. And she can't do that. Now she has to change. Now she has to do it. Okay, kids, how is everyone today? Economics. There's macro and micro. And she has to play all these games and talk in a certain She can't say, welcome everyone to the lecture. Today we're going to be talking about these fuck no she'll fucking die the kids are gonna fall asleep scream shit their pants on the fucking desks and jump i won't be so sure about that they're gonna be fa- they're gonna be asleep for sure if the teacher was
1: was that serious i think she'll she'll catch their attention because it's something they're not they are not used to it and they're curious creatures so
0: one thing a lot of people say is with children i like to talk to my children as though they are adults you know, I respect them enough to do that, you know? That is very commendable in some ways, right? That is very, wow, that's that's nice. I, I was vastly annoyed when I was a child, when I was somewhat conscious and someone would come up to me, hello, how are you? You're such a cute little boy. Wow, look at your eyelashes. Oh my God, your cheek. That would fucking piss me off. Hey, what the fuck, bitch? Leave me alone, <laughs> you know? Fuck off. But at the same time, sometimes it's nice. Sometimes it's easier especially when you, it comes into education, when you keep things very simple, very clear, very loud, very fun, it's the only way they can fucking maintain their focus on concentration. But like, let's say I walk into a room filled with children, very young children, elementary students, okay? And I, I say, welcome to the lecture. This My name is... Uh Ramsey, I'm going to be talking about these four theories of thermodynamics and we're gonna be going into chapter forty eight. I hope you've all looked into the books. Please everyone open your textbooks at page six six four three. And uh we're gonna begin by looking at this here, this dynamic uh, fuck no, bro, they're out. They're I don't out.
1: think so. It's catchy for kids. It's
0: something new, no? <sighs> I da- they would within five minutes they would just all be on their phones whispering, you know, like, oh my god, what is this shit? Like I and I would just I'd be so full of myself, so used to the university dynamic, the graduate-level dynamic of where everyone is somewhat ignoring me and paying attention on their laptop, so I wouldn't give a fuck. When, when, In fact, it really matters, let's say, in elementary classes... to to gauge the students you know they're your listeners they are your watchers they are like if you're a stand-up comedian they are the audience you know they are very important to gauge and to zone into and to focus in you have to listen to them you have to see their reactions and you gauge it off just like how i was talking about manipulating the guest i'm on with by doing these little tricks like yeah You're right. You do the same thing with the audience. You do the same thing. Everyone is kind of falling asleep. You boom, you wake them up. You make a big loud noise and everyone, oh, shit, okay, I'm here again. You know what I mean? You have to do that. Yeah. If you want to teach effectively. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my God, I'm so malleable now. I'm so vulnerable (laughs) to your uh, your next suggestion or theory. I'm going to be very... Very easy to agree with you now, you know, Ahmed. Very receptive. Very agreeable. You know, you've deflated my ego slightly. You've elevated my ego slightly, if anything. Would you say you have a big ego? Mm. It's a tricky way to answer right? Because you want to be perceived as though you don't. So saying you don't may make you sound like you don't. So all these things. Do you have all that shit going in your head right now? Yeah. You do, right? Uh, there's no answer. I can't... If I say no, then
1: yeah. (laughs) If I say yeah, then no. Or maybe it's yes. Uh, You see? I think so, yeah. Uh, Because it's in our nature, no? Uh, It's the I. It's the me. It's always there. And it's the most important thing. I think we all do. It's just the way how we handle it.
0: Do you think it's okay to have a big ego?
1: It's not just okay. It's the only way it is. We all have big egos. And... Because we, are, we all have big egos, it's okay. But what's not okay, it's not to be able to handle it. Or like we said before, just to go and rub stuff in people's face and people's nose. That's what makes it not okay. But to have a big ego, yeah, why not?
0: We do, we all do. So how do you handle a big ego correctly? Humility. How do those two go together? E- big ego and humility. Uh,
1: you can you not be humble, If you don't have a big ego. You can or can't? You can't. Because if, uh, let's say, you don't have a big ego, so what are you humble about? There's no day if there's no night. Okay. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) All right. Makes more sense? Sure. There's no humble. You can't be humble if you don't have ego. There's no light if there's no darkness. There's no darkness if there's no light. One thing creates the other. If there's no light, can you define darkness? No. Okay. So if there's no ego, can can you define humility? humility? No. Okay. So to be humble, you have to have a big, big ego. ego. You
0: just have to manage it. Exactly. Wow. That's a very well well stated answer. Yeah. You're right. You're right, Ahmed. Mm. <laughs> now, you're looking, now you know my tricks. Do you want to <laughs> know some more tricks? Yeah okay so one of the most effective things you can do and it's in the it's in the one of the videos i sent you recently do you remember did you see that stuff? yeah the you,
1: eyebrow thing the smiling the smile thing. and yeah. the
0: hands yeah. and at the same level you do that naturally by the way oh really yeah your hands always stay on the same level when you you always show open palms you you give a authentic smile where your cheeks you see the 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 muscle of your cheeks right under your eye right here what if they if you're authentically smiling like i am now I'm doing it in a fake way, but I'm trying to do it in an authentic way just to sh- illustrate my point here. but you see how they're like uh, they're kind of tight here right okay here? right under the uh, eye you give that smile and you do this?
1: Nice that's nice. I'm being uh, I'm being inauthentic by being authentic
0: right we're always doing it yeah, that's nice and that's what I've realized because I realized I was wrong in episode 17 when I was talking about authenticity and personality and all that shit. You know sometimes I realize I'm wrong. I think the unauthentic authentic thing to do is to go back and take a and say yeah that shit was wrong, mm. you know? And I don't know man it's difficult when when we make a mistake. Yeah, you know, let's pretend to be authentic and let's just try and cover that shit up and move on. You know, it goes back to all the unethical things that happen all these people who are in big 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 positions who have a lot of tools or whatever power to change shit. You know Their egos tell them, listen, you know what? People don't know about this. It's not only only 7,000 people have seen this documentary. It's not a big deal. Fucking keep doing it. Destroy the shit out of these fucking people. Take everything they have and make yourself bigger. There's some evil fucking minded people out there.
1: Psychopathic idiots. They get there by experiencing some fucked up shit.
0: Right, by having to adapt themselves to, to survive that, right? And what's interesting is if you think about it, even everyone has the capability of becoming a sociopath from the nicest little person you know the nicest sweetest little guy or gal you know who's really friendly everyone likes who loves we all love having them at our parties or our get or the rings because they're just so they can become one of the most evil motherfuckers in 10 years put Mm -hmm. them in the right environment right exactly yeah, it's just terrifying when you look at everyone. When you look at my puppy, knowing that her dream in life is to eat the shit out of something alive. That's You know why the puppies like the toys that scream, that you know make that noise? Because it simulates the pitch of an animal yelling for its life. And that's fun to them. I understand it. It makes sense, yeah. I, I see how that's in her DNA to want to rip the shit out of another animal.
1: She needed that trait to survive, to go hunting, to kill something, to eat it. She needed it.
0: So is she really evil if that's when she needs to survive? She needs to enjoy, you know, She her tail wags when that noise happens. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, yes, you're in pain. Fuck you. Arrgh, you know, enjoy my teeth, bitch. <laughs> she goes in, you know. It's not
1: like that. I think it's,
0: I don't know if, if
1: we should be talking about how dogs think, but let's say that they are thinking and... She gets excited when the the noise is being made because oh yeah I'm I'm good at it I'm I'm really killing it and now I'm gonna I'm gonna eat it you know? it's not gonna run away I think that's how it's I, I just don't want to think that dogs are evil.
0: Yeah, it's your personal bias, but look, yeah. I don't know if it's evil. Is it? Look, we we have our own as conscious beings as these fucking weird ass apes. We have our own dilemmas and oh we care about this but we don't give a fuck about these things fuck rats we'll kill them all fuck them dogs cats oh no you know we're very biased on what we care and what we choose to be you know i don't think you'll you'll have the same respect if you saw saw a rat running on your foot fuck that bitch kill it quick you know (laughs) shoot it Uh, and it's very funny or cockroaches or cockroaches right it's very funny what we choose to give a fuck about but at the same way, when it comes to killing, right? Human beings like to do things that most people who are, you know, normal people like to kill. Let's say if we have to eat an animal, we like to kill it in the quickest, most humane way possible. Because we have this sympathy. Most of us have this humanitarian sympathy that, that, to, to give a fuck enough to make things as less painful as possible. Because, oh my God, we don't want to torture it. We want to respectfully eat this animal or whatever, you know? But when you look at a dog or a lion, chew on something, ah! I- you know, I, I eating it who, alive. Ch- ch- eating it alive for hours. If you look at Komodo dragons, one of the most terrifying fucking lizards, they like to fucking poison their, their prey and gather it and watch it slowly lose its power and they slowly begin to eat it. And this goes on for a period of a long time, like over 12 hours. This entire drooling assholes. It's, it's fucking terrifying, you know. They don't. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they're laughing and talking to each other. Look at this fucker. He's going down. We're gonna eat him, you know. Ha 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 ha. And it's fucking terrifying, you know. And you know, and it's 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 terrifying to us because we're so humanitarian and caring. And oh no, we want to make things, you know. But there are also a lot of evil fucking people. At least it used to be so common for it to just happen. It still happens, but long time ago in the medieval time you know where heads got cut off and hung on the streets everywhere all over the world people were cheering people would cheer yeah hang her and throwing tomatoes hang the witch (laughs) you know i I, I, I don't like my neighbor i'm gonna i'm an accuser of being a witch tomorrow you know it's the same thing like today how if you accuse someone of uh, like being not a good guy or whatever uh, then everyone will lynch him digitally right we have that Today it still exists from the medieval time, but back then they would just, oh, I don't like my neighbor, I'm gonna call her a witch. We're just gonna hang her, and then everyone kills her. Oh, fuck it, she's a witch. Fuck it, we're all gonna say she's a witch and kill her. When it's just a normal fucking woman who didn't, you know, who didn't really do shit. She just annoyed you from some silly reason, and it's the same thing today. That still happens today, right? We still have these witch-hunting fucking lynch mobs that go out hunting for people, right? Let's say there's this um, super PC. Uh, let's say. Uh, host of a very famous television show who's always nice and polite but then people want to destroy him more than anyone more than the really fucked up guy because it's more entertaining to watch a guy who cares lose right it's boring that's why bullies like to beat the fuck out of someone who reacts just like the toy for the dog makes the noise the squeak one of the things you learn quick when you're being bullied is oh shit i can't make any reactions i have to make after look as boring and as unfun to fuck with as possible even though they may still chew on me fuck with me just like i want a bear when you're dealing with a grizzly bear you can't do shit you just have to hope she's not going to find any interest in you and you crawl up into a ball even if she's chewing on your fucking leg you just have to pretend you can't feel it you know what i mean it's I, hard it's all hard everything is hard the, the managing the ego is hard me talking too much and being self-conscious about how this is uh, an episode about Ahmed Darwish and me just talking most of it is hard you know there's so many things that are just hard can I talk about more ways to make people like you because I told you about the tricks do you want to hear another one okay this is one of my favorites As me the evil motherfucker (laughs) Uh, one of my favorite ways to make someone like you a lot and the easiest way actually is talking positively about someone else so if I want to be really liked by my listeners for example what I could do is talk for 10 minutes straight about how amazing Ahmed is how Ahmed you know Ahmed might get a small ego boost but at the same time hate me a little bit for it you know why are you doing this this is kind of embarrassing and this is not you know this is all of a sudden and You know, some people might might be able to read through it. But uh, other than the person who's actually receiving that, everyone perceives as you, the person who's giving these compliments as, wow, this guy is such a nice guy. Maybe if I got to know him, I'd get these compliments. For some reason, I'm developing this positive energy towards Mr. Rape, towards Ramsey. He just seems like such a nice guy. What a cool person to hang out with. You start having these thoughts.
1: Yeah, because it might be beneficial for that person. Okay, maybe this guy would eventually start talking and give me compliment, give compliments about me. So it's kind of beneficial.
0: It's beneficial. And even when it's fucked up and you shouldn't give someone a compliment in, in some areas, and you do it in a very technical, strategic, dirty way, and you inflate the ego in an, un, in an area that should not be inflated, let's say, the harm you do it could be irreversible. But hey, you make the people who are listening like you. <laughs> and it's it's finding that uh, how evil do you want to be today you know when you ask yourself that question you find that level it's fucking evil. how
1: evil or how loose
0: both right evilness is a looseness kindness is also a looseness how kind do i want to be today you know what that, that homeless guy i have 20 dollars in my pocket fuck it should i just give it to him even though to me those 20 dollars mean a lot they mean a lot fuck it i feel like it today you know how loose do you want to be today in kindness, in evilness, in humorousness, in every kindness Well,
1: it depends on the mood, you know. If you're happy, you just want to be kind. Being loose is being kind when you're happy. When you had a stressful day, when you're angry, being loose is just smashing things. And being evil.
0: Yeah, we we all like to fucking be destructive sometimes. It's so satisfying to destroy something. One of my friends, uh, his mom was this really strict North Korean woman, North Korean, not South Korean. And uh, I remember his his mom was so strict with him. She would like terrify him. His name was Daniel. We went to elementary school together. And uh, and I'll never forget one day I was at his house and I just destroyed his entire Lego set. Like he had built this beautiful, marvelous thing. And I started destroying it all. He started screaming and crying to me. No, how can you do this? Whatever. And his mom just came and slapped the shit out of him. And we were just all in utter silence, like, what the fuck? And she was like, no, the guest let him play the way he wants to play. He's the guest. Just, I was, I was just, I was shocked, but I, I just, I couldn't stop breaking things. <laughs> I continued to break the pieces. Why were you? Because it just felt good. You know what I mean? Just, How old were you? Fuck, I don't know, man. This was fourth, fourth grade. Nine, nine or 10. Yeah, something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it doesn't count.
0: What doesn't count? Uh,
1: the accident. It doesn't define you.
0: Accident. I never said I was purposely breaking. Yeah,
1: but what? it is an accident.
0: Why? Why was it? Why do you interpret it as an accident?
1: Did you plan it?
0: No, I just felt like doing it. I, the lizard brain told me to. I blame it on the lizard brain. <laughs>
1: the lizard brain told you to smell.
0: Uh, I can't
1: understand how things might be attracting you to to destroy. But I
0: think it's a it's an accident
1: because you're too young.
0: Are young people really that uh not worth putting blame on, you think?
1: To a certain age, yes, they are. Even teenagers.
0: Like in America there could be one year difference between you committing a horrible act and being sent to prison or sent to juvie. Just one year. Yeah, it's Do you the, think that one year really makes a big difference?
1: No, but through as a human as a system we have to draw a line eventually if if we if we want to take it into another perspective it's more of a phases not years okay that's the threshold after that you're an adult and th- these rules you, you'll have to you'll you'll have to uh, respect. respect yeah you will have to respect these rules but that's even
0: as a human right don't we have don't we also all draw lines like okay i'll never do this But I'll do this with a friend. I'll never go to, let's say, uh, Japan. But I'll definitely go to South Korea. It gets
1: tricky because it's all relative on the person, on the situation, uh, on the mood. But you can set some ultimate or, or major rules like, okay, don't lie, don't steal, don't cheat. It varies, okay? Sometimes you'll find yourself, you have to lie. You have to, because it will save you so much energy and it won't even matter. But like I said before, it, it doesn't make it right. It just make it more efficient, let's say.
0: So they're more like guides, these rules. A routes. code. Yeah, a code that you can't fully follow, but we try to follow them. Yeah,
1: it's like we were talking about perfection, you know. Okay, we all know that we can't achieve perfection, but what we can do is to achieve a better version of ourselves
0: You've, have you ever had an enemy no or someone who dislikes you
1: maybe in in elementary school but i uh, <laughs> i sat with that person two days ago and w- we were good
0: wow yeah well, so what's your secret
1: uh, humility humility yeah not you're, looking
0: uh, like you're a target
1: and to come to fight you- with you go. I, won't, I don't even want to scratch their egos. I, they can have their big egos, but they're going to sense that it's indifferent to me. And when they sense that, they're going to eventually let go because it will be so stressful for them and so tiresome to keep holding on that big ego. They just eventually they just want to sit and relax and enjoy my company. That's why I aim to remove the ego from the equation.
0: So in a way, you're just as evil as me, manipulating people to like you. I'm worse, man. You're worse? Yeah. Wow. What would you say is the worst thing you've ever done to someone, Ahmed?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, remember the story you were told me about accidentally tripping and... Pulling the guy's pants. Yeah, well, I did something of that level, but even worse, because I didn't even make the effort to make it look like an accident. And I wasn't alone, or like a pack.
0: A pack of wolves. A and there's this pack.
1: little sheep who I, mean, I, I, I do ve- I very regret that incident, but that's the e- most evil thing I ever did.
0: It's fascinating how peer pressure can affect the way we behave in a f- group of friends, right? If it's the culture in this group of friends to fuck with that particular guy, we all just do it because that's just the nature of that group of friends. That's just the dynamic. It's,
1: it's the routine.
0: It's the routine, right? And then when we all sit individually away from a group and we reflect, I'm like, wow, that's really fucked up. I can't believe we did to that, to that guy, right? And, you know, that's not good for me. You know, I like to draw my fictional line sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, we, it's good to have those standards, right? Like I used to have this one good friend of mine and our whole relationship was based on fucking with people. And then I realized that, hey, we never really were friends. We were just always... We just enjoyed fucking with people together and t- calling each other for an hour a day every day after school and just making fun of people and making fun of everything. Making fun of this, making fun just of that. Just
1: mutual interest. Not a friend, friend.
0: I, I like I like that feeling of, oh my god, I, I don't want to lose my memory. I have to remember this because if I don't remember this, my memory will begin to deteriorate quick. Mm. Think, Remember. What's the name of that song? I have my phone in my pocket, but I shouldn't Google it. I need to activate my brain and try and try and try. Okay, come okay, on. Okay,
1: you're making hard hard for yourself. I always I always think, yeah, okay, I should remember this. And at the same time, I know I'm gonna forget it.
0: I'm, sometimes I make it look like I'm making it hard for myself. I'm exaggerating to illustrate the point sometimes. I'm not really this fucking demented inside all the time. You know, it depends on the areas, depends on the environments and all the variables, you know? Mm. But you're right. You're very right. <laughs> no, I can't say that anymore to you. Yeah, you can. <laughs> uh, but fuck, I'm so used to saying it. It's it's authentic for me to say it now because it's so comfortable for me to say it. You know what I mean? I would it would be unauthentically authentic to change it just to make you not look at me that way. Okay, it's a habit. You can you can
1: use it. It's not it's not a big deal.
0: i gonna get those evil eyes from you every now and then. Yeah. yeah you know.
1: <laughs> Well, that's my reaction, my authentic reaction. (laughs) You should always remember that there's no uh, superior, no uh, demeanour.
0: There's no superior, no... Demeanor? I don't know. That's not a word. Fuck. (laughs) uh, Fuck it. Use demeanour. I like that Okay. It sounds cool.
1: There's no superior, no demeanour. When we think, when we know, when we grasp, when we uh, acknowledge that...
0: Not nothing all, above, nothing below.
1: Yeah, uh, we all on the same level. We all, uh, we all alike, and we have big egos. We all do have big egos.
0: All right, think thoughts like we all take a shit. Everybody, the most prettiest, to the ugliest, to the most average, or the most richest, all has to sit on the toilet just like you do, and squeeze, you know, and, and <laughs> focus, <laughs> you know what I mean, and wipe and wash and whatever, right? Everyone has to do that. That's that's one thing that can give you some humility. But I don't know like let's say I I see myself okay yeah sure that's cool Ramsey that's sweet. But fuck you I'm I'm better than you. You know what I mean? We all we all still Yeah 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 okay okay I know everyone says that but I'm still fucking the best. Or I'm still this or I'm still that.
1: Well when someone talks talks to you like that when someone says to you well yeah I'm even better just ask him better at what? Okay, and I'm the best painter, so everyone has his field, and everyone is superior in his field to show how absurd this way of thinking is.
0: When we're ever dealing with someone with an absurd way of thinking, it's so tempting just to go into the typical direction we always go with. like, where we, we say something like that, like a statement like that, which is somewhat condescending to the arrogant guy with the big ego, right? Instead of finding a way to say it in a gentle way, you know, like instead of making a joke. Like one of the most effective ways to get people to agree with you initially when, it, when you're starting off on two different fronts is making them laugh. You know what I mean? When we all begin to laugh and giggle with each other, we, we start to get really comfortable and our walls come down, our defensive walls. And we, we want to do something to make the other person laugh and I want to laugh more and stuff. So we're not really in that mindset of arguing and ego and whatever and who's bit better and who's bigger or whatever. We're now just in the mindset of having fun and relaxing. Like we've just had a big meal, me and you. And now we're kind of tired, relaxed. We're not too invested in protecting our points or what you know. Just fuck it. We're going to let it happen. Right?
1: True. I just showed the other person that it's not a big deal what you are bragging about or what you think you're better at. It's indifferent. When you sh- show this egoistic, person that you're really indifferent even if he thinks that he's better than you or superior to you when you show him this indifference its superiority would lose its its meaning it's
0: uh ahmad you're right (laughs) i'm sorry i'm not gonna do that anymore (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah when you mentioned indifference you reminded me of the thing we listened to people are only perceived in three ways You, you are either indifferent to this person four ways Indifferent, like, or dislike. Like, you know?
1: Friend, enemy, sexual partner. partner oh, indifferent. yeah.
0: Of course. How could I forget this? Okay. I'm sorry. It's embarrassing. But four ways. You're right. So indifference, that means like that person who has the big ego can't uh, receive ego inflating material from you he re- oh shit this well,
1: imagine a, a, a huge egoistic person and you're in you're seeing him as indifferent it's like he and his big ego doesn't even exist in your world so it, it demolishes him. But does
0: it demolish him or it just confuses him or makes him want to find a new strategy or her or whatever you know what i mean it's the
1: same okay finding another strategy it means that you shattered his strategy
0: his attack his i don't know how do you make someone who's a narcissist let's say you have to make someone like you this, this narcissist because it's most beneficial for this person in this position to like you and they're a narcissist do you just inflate their egos oh wow you're the best you really are cuz i've been I, I did that a few days ago to someone
1: i really don't think about this stuff i don't really think how to how to act with certain people to make them i, I never invested energy mm. in that field i just react the way i know how and and when when you don't invest that much energy you, you there's no more tension there's no more stress so
0: and you have the greatest benefit of all relaxation and uh, unaffected mentality yeah. and and
1: the person that you're talking to will feel this relaxation he he'll feel relaxed he, he won't feel stressed so he will eventually like being with you and eventually will like you.
0: What if the problem, like I'm like very convincing, right? Like when I tell you my secrets, it shows, but like I, uh, like I convinced this person I had, to, uh, this woman. I don't wanna give too many details, you know. She was bragging to me about her kids and how she raises them and how she cooks for them and how she's a better mother than, than all her friends. And I got, she usually, her job entails her to have to listen to people for a living. That's her job, right? And do the thing, whatever she does. But most of it is listening to people while she does her job, right? And she just listens to people all day fucking about their problems and whatever while she does her job. And I decided to do a little experiment to see how she is from the inside. So I just started giving her a lot of compliments, but in a genuine manner, in a way that really made her believe it. And I, I did all the things I was telling you about, the hands, the smiles, the eyebrows, the nodding, the quietness, the shock. Wow, you did all this. Wow. The re-encouraging, re- you know, re- rewarding, attention-feeding. And then she became so happy with me, you know, by the end of like an, like an hour of sitting with her, she was just so ecstatic. And she was showing me pictures of her family and her kids, like, look at the food I made for her birth. Like, wow, that's so great. I can't believe you made all that food yourself. Wow. Uh, you're
1: so evil. Yeah.
0: And I inflated her to the point where she was, like, hugging me, like, when are you coming back, you know? And Look, I, I can do that in, in an authentic way because it's just in terms of what is this? This is me sitting with another person every time and trying to take them in interesting ways because I want to create the most interesting fucking thing and I want it to be most fun for me to listen. Like, what would I like to listen to? And that's kind of dirty, right? I feel like a, a, a reality TV producer who, who, who shifts reality for his own enjoyment. But at the same time, it's it's uh, inauthentically authentic, right? It's it's what I, what I want to do and... I'm so used to it now that it's almost second nature to me that I don't even notice I'm manipulating people sometimes. Sometimes I'll be sitting with someone, I feel something about them that I don't like. and I'm like, you know what, I want to change that i start by making them out laugh a lot by making myself look so silly that they lose any interest in even arguing with me because i look too ridiculous and then i begin to make them like me and then i be- begin to break down their way of thinking about you know like okay fine they give me that one here and there because i give them a lot of wins and then they change their mind
1: okay but to what to what end you practice this stuff
0: just because i felt like doing it the, the lizard brain told me to it's that arrogance that's where arrogance comes from And I told you I was going to bring it back to ego. I told you I was going to end this episode back on ego. (laughs) It's all fucking connected and it's all looped. Ahmed, isn't it?
1: Of course it is.
0: And, yeah, that's my point. Mr. Rape, signing off.